Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today we are going to be previewing the Tuesday, December 20th slate of college basketball for DFS purposes, talking about DraftKings and FanDuel. A lot of games going on tonight. This is really the last like big night of college basketball before uh, a lot of teams kind of take off for Christmas. So we got a lot of juicy matchups to look at, a lot of ways we can build our lineup tonight. Uh, and I'm going to give you guys some names at the guard spot and the forward spot that you can put into your lineups, and hopefully we'll see some success tonight. I'm going to go through my process and talk about guys that I like and don't like tonight. So that's this episode. Now, I'm going to be going out of town tomorrow morning, so I, I am going to, before I leave, make sure I get the NFL episode out to you guys before I go. Um, so that way, you know, we've got the NFL preview for the week done. Yesterday on the pod, we previewed today's two bowl games um, for college football, so if you're playing college football DFS, check that out, but there will be an NFL episode coming out before tomorrow morning, um, and then I'm going to be off for a few days, but I'm going to make sure that you guys get all the content that you need before I go, and then when I return, you know, I'm going to kind of see what the timing is, what's left, you know, happening in the world of sports, and then do an episode sometime over the weekend when I get back. So that is just kind of my schedule for the week. If you're wondering why there's no episodes Thursday and Friday, uh, that is why. So, one last thing, um, you know, my college basketball full lineups have been doing pretty good recently. Uh, I'm not sharing my full lineups anymore, but if you want to head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks, I am sharing my DFS builds, um, you know, kind of just starting the build and then giving you guys some a little bit of wiggle room to finish. But head on over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks if you want those picks. Like I said, they've been doing really well lately for college basketball. All right, so... Let's go ahead and talk about the slate, but first, a quick word from our friends at Anchor. So we've got seven games here on the main slate on DraftKings tonight. In my opinion, the one game to target would be Marquette at Providence. I think that's going to be one of the um, higher tempo games, higher scoring games of the night. Vegas thinks so as well. It has the highest over-under of the game at 150. Ken Palm continues to rank Marquette as one of the fastest teams in the country in terms of tempo. So I think Marquette's going to kind of pull Providence up to their speed. There's going to be a lot of points scored in that one, and that's definitely a game that I want to get some exposure to in my lineups. Now, though that game might have the highest total, but the team with the highest implied total, the team's projected to score the most points tonight is actually the Xavier Musketeers going up against Seton Hall tonight. And Xavier scored 100 points in their last game, 102 points actually, in their last game against Georgetown. So that Xavier offense is another one that we can definitely get a piece of tonight. All right, let's talk about the guard position first. So, the top two guards are actually both the aforementioned Xavier Musketeers. We got Colby Jones and Suli Boom. I think it's Boom. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I do apologize to Suli if I mispronounced that last name. Anyway, Suli Boom has actually outscored Colby Jones in fantasy points in four straight games. Suli Boom has also taken more shot attempts in three straight games as well. So, you know, due to that nature, I don't get why Boom is not priced higher than Colby Jones. I think they're both good plays because I do think Xavier scores a lot of points tonight and a lot of it runs through those two guards. They both play a crap ton of minutes. But I think I would have to give the edge to Boom, especially because he's a little bit cheaper. So between those two Xavier guards, if you're starting your lineup with one of them, my pick would go with Suli Boom. Now, Miami's Isaiah Wong has averaged over 40 fantasy points. I'm sorry, he has averaged over 40 fantasy points. He has put up over 40 fantasy points in three straight games. And all three of those games have had over 150 points scored in them. Um, I don't think that trend is going to continue tonight against Virginia. Virginia is a very stout defense. They play at a super, like, turtle slow tempo. And, 
you know, the over-under in this game is 133.5. So I don't think that this one gets to 150. So I think it will be tough for Isaiah Wong to continue that streak of 40 straight or 40 fantasy point games. Yeah, three straight 40 fantasy point games. I think it'll be tough for him to continue that streak, uh, especially against that tough defense of Virginia. So he's probably a pass for me tonight. But I think that a lot of people feel the same way as well. So you might get a really high upside, low-owned play for Miami if you go with Isaiah Wong tonight against Virginia. One other wild card is the availability of Nigel Pack. And he might be coming back tonight, which also might eat into Wong's production a little bit. So Isaiah Wong generally a stay away for me. But if you want a low-owned GPP play, he might be your guy. Cam Jones and Marquette has had two bad performances when Marquette scored under 70 points and one bad performance in a massive blowout. So you're looking at his game log. He's had three bad performances all year, and those were the two circumstances on why he had a bad performance. I don't think that this game tonight against Providence is either of those two things. It's not going to be a game where Marquette scores under 70. It's not going to be a massive blowout. So I think this is actually a great night to go with Cam Jones, and I think that if you're game stacking that Marquette and Providence game like we talked about earlier, he's the guy you want to start your lineup with. Now, speaking of the Marquette-Providence game, Bryce Hopkins – out of all the guys I've talked about, he's probably my second favorite behind Suley Boom and the guys I would probably have the most exposure to in my lineups after Suley Boom. He has over 40 fantasy points in three of his last four games, and Marquette is going to bring Providence up to their tempo. This is a tempo up game for Providence. Now, also looking at his game log, he doesn't really have any dud games. He hasn't been under 20 fantasy points in a game all season. So you're looking at a guy with a super high floor as well. Now, I know I mentioned him in um, the guard segment right now, but he also gets dual eligibility. He's a guard slash forward on DraftKings. So playing Bryce Hopkins would give you a really massive amount of flexibility when building your lineup. If you're like me sometimes and you look at the list of forwards and you're like, this list sucks, I don't want three of these guys, you can put Bryce Hopkins at one of them and... Um, you know, kind of build your lineup from there. Now, at the same price of Bryce Hopkins, I think Judah Mintz of Syracuse is also worth a look. He has over 40 points twice this season, which would be over five times his value in salary. And he actually does much better in close games. And I think the pit will have the ability to keep this one pretty close against the Orangemen. Now, looking a little bit further down the board with the mid-priced guards. So Tyree Appleby of Wake Forest returned from an injury last Saturday and for the game against Rutgers. And he was not great. And Wake Forest got blown out by almost 30 points. Now, what that did for him was it adjusted his price back down. And he's back at the lowest price he's been at since Veterans Day, November 11th. Remember how long ago that was? So you're looking at a great opportunity to get Tyree Appleby at a low price when hopefully he's now back at full strength and he will be able to provide his normal production. Now for Virginia, Kihei Clark has over 24 points in six straight games. He's a super good cash game option in my opinion, and he's got a good matchup against the Miami team that is not great at defending guards. We saw Terquavian Smith of NC State absolutely light them up on Saturday, so I think that Kihei Clark has the, has the potential to really outperform his salary tonight. Now, Andre Jackson Jr. of UConn is another option, in my opinion. He's got a fairly up-and-down game log, but I think he has a really high ceiling tonight because he's going up against Georgetown, and we talked about the Xavier-Georgetown game a little bit earlier, how Xavier scored 102 on him, and they did it with a lot of work from their guards like Suley Boom and Colby Jones. So if the Xavier backcourt can light up Georgetown, I think UConn can light up Georgetown as well. Fun fact, UConn is currently the number one ranked team on Ken Palm, so 
Um, you're looking at a team that is playing really good basketball right now, and I think Andre Jackson Jr. will have a chance to score a lot of fantasy points tonight. Now let's talk about the guards that are under 6K. So the first one is Greg Elliott of Pitt. He's $5,700 on DraftKings. He saw a big minutes jump about five games ago, and he hasn't been under 22.8 fantasy points since, and he has three straight games over 28 fantasy points. So I think he's a solid option at that price tag. Really good for cash games where you want that floor. Kyle Lofton of Florida is a guy that we have talked about here on the podcast before. He's a transfer from St. Bonaventure, and he was a really high-usage guard at St. Bonaventure. He was a really good player, and I think DraftKings priced him as if he was the same exact player heading into this season, and so he peaked at $7,600 in his salary on DraftKings, and he has not simply been worth that price tag at all since he's been with Florida. However, he is starting to see a bounce back. You know, he's in the 4K salary range. He's at $4,700. He had 25.5 fantasy points in his last game. So you're looking at a guy who in his career has been that dude before, and he's not priced like he's that dude at all. So I think there's a lot of upside into playing Kyle Lofton tonight. Now, there are two under $4,000 guards that I think are very intriguing tonight. The first is Kawasier Reeves of Florida. He's $3,600 on DraftKings. He has over 18 minutes in four straight games, and he averages about 0.9 fantasy points per minute. So even if he just gets that 18 minutes threshold, you're looking at about 17 fantasy points, which out of a guy who's priced at $3,600, that's over five times value, and that's really, really good you know, to give you some flexibility to build the rest of your lineup. Jacob Grandison of Duke is $3,500. And looking at how Duke has played pretty much in these games like they're going to play tonight that they should win but aren't a massive blowout. Sorry, Wake Forest fans. I do think Duke's going to win this one. Um, I don't think it'll be a massive blowout, though. And in those type of games, he's pretty much a lot to get 20 minutes. And when he gets those 20 minutes, he's been pretty good. He's hit over five times his current value with his current salary in six games this season. That's like a very good value play. So I think that with those two under $4,000 guards, Kawasi Reeves and Jacob Grandison, we should have a lot of flexibility to build out the rest of our lineups. All right, so let's go ahead and take a look at the forward position. But first, let me take a quick breather. Now, looking at the forward spot tonight, the highest price option on the board for the first time in a long time since he's played is not Colin Castleton. It's actually Jesse Edwards of Syracuse, and he has been outstanding recently for the Orangemen. He has six games out of his last seven over 40 fantasy points, and he is game flow independent, meaning that he scored well in blowouts, he scored well in close games, he scored well in wins, he scored well in losses. So you're looking at just a guy that has a lot of consistency and has a super high floor, and I think he's very much worth the price tag. My one worry is that Pitt is actually a really good rebounding team. So we know that Syracuse plays that 2-3 zone. Jesse Edwards plays the middle of that 2-3 zone. So where Jesse Edwards gets a lot of his fantasy points is the fact that all the rebounds pretty much go to him. Syracuse is not a great rebounding team outside of Jesse Edwards. And so he gets a lot of rebounds just based off of being in position to get those rebounds. Now, like I said, one of the ways that I've looked at recent history and just, you know, from basketball knowledge, one of the ways to beat a zone is offensive rebounding. And Pitt's a pretty good rebounding team. Now, another thing that we look for when we look for guys that, you know, can potentially do well against Syracuse, if we have guys that are just knockdown shooters, or if we have, you know, forwards like a 3-4 type that can operate in the high post and, you know, kind of get buckets and get assists as well. But 
Offensive rebounding is one way we can definitely attack players against Syracuse. And Pitt is a fairly balanced rebounding team, but they're a good rebounding team. So that's my one concern with Jesse Edwards tonight. I still think he will be worth that price tag, but it's definitely something to consider. Um, maybe stacking a Pitt Panther in there as well, going up against Jesse Edwards. Now, second in price is Colin Castleton of Florida, who, like I said, he's not top billing anymore. He's been in pretty much a major slump since his outstanding start of the season. He hasn't hit four times value since Thanksgiving Day, November 24th, and he excels against smaller front courts. So when teams have another big going up against Castleton, he doesn't play as well. He uses his height and he uses his body really well. And when teams are smaller or using smaller guys to guard him, that's when he eats. And so I actually think that Oklahoma's a pretty good matchup for him. You know, they've got the Groves brothers down low, but they're not exactly like big, big guys. Like I believe both of them run 6'9". And so I think that Castleton has a chance to have a really big game in this one. I don't really trust playing him at this price tag right now, given his performances that he's had. But I think that there's definitely some upside there tonight going up against the smaller front court of Oklahoma. Now, speaking of guys that are going to get smaller front courts, Jack Nungy of Xavier and Kyle Filipowski of Duke are kind of in the same boat. For Xavier, Seton Hall's front court, they're really long, they're, they're really lanky, but there's not really any just big, big guys down there that are going to go down low and bang with Nungy. And so I think that Jack Nungy of Xavier, very good option tonight. Kyle Filipowski of Duke, also a good option. Wake is a very balanced team in terms of height, and they don't really have you know, a seven-footer to go down there and contend with Filipowski. So I think that both of those guys could be in for big nights. However, there's also the risk that if the game goes south for either of those two teams, then you're going to be looking at a situation where those guys could get played off the floor and, you know, they could go smaller. Xavier could go with Fremantle at the five. Duke has a variety of options they could go with. But I think that you're looking at a chance where both of these guys have a lot of upside, but they don't come without risk. I think that they're I think that these games will go well for these guys. I'll just say it. So I think that Nunji and Filipowski are both options. Between the two of them, I think I would prefer Nunji given his recent performances. Now, looking at the Marquette game, Oso Igadaro of Marquette is a guy that I play a lot personally. And he's a super great cash game option with a high floor. He's one of Marquette's most involved players. Marquette plays at a super fast tempo every night. I think he's one of the safest options as they come. And so if you're playing a GPP, he might not be your guy. But if you're playing a cash game, he's just a super consistent, solid option. Now, speaking of super consistent, solid options, I'm going to give you the opposite. The highest risk player on the slate is Donovan Klingon. Klingon? Klingon. I'm going I'm to go with Klingon. Donovan Klingon of UConn. He's the highest risk player on the slate, in my opinion. He averages 1.7 fantasy points per minute, which is insane. Anything around one is a really good number, honestly, and he averages 1.7. Now, the downside is that he only plays about 14 minutes per game, and in his last four games, he's actually not played a whole lot in two of them. He So he has a floor of 4.5 fantasy points and a ceiling of 42.3 fantasy points just in his last four games. Now, he's a big guy. He's a seven-footer. And I don't think that Seton Hall – no, it's not Seton Hall. Excuse me. Georgetown is going to have anybody to kind of match up with him. But I don't know, man. He's just super high risk. He's got a lot of upside, but there's a lot of risk there. If you're playing a GPP, I, I could see going with him. If you're playing a cash game, stay the heck away. There's a lot of better options at a similar price tag. Now, two kind of lower-priced bigs that I like are Jaden Gardner and Alex Fudge. Uh, they're both trending upward. 
They're both seeing their minutes increase. They're both seeing their production increase. And they both played their last five games with a fairly high floor. And I think that they both have decent matchups tonight. You know, Jaden Gardner of Virginia going up against Miami. Alex Fudge of Florida going up against Oklahoma. I think they both have decent matchups. I think they both have a high floor. I think if you're looking to conserve some salary at the forward spot, I think those two are your guys. And then lastly is Derek Lively, the second of Duke. He's $4,900. Look, I've mentioned this time and time again when it comes to Derek Lively. Bet on talent. Give me the guy who is talented and who has the potential to be the guy over the guy who you know, is currently the second guy and will never be the first guy. And so I think that Lively has that potential. He had 32 fantasy points last game, and Wake is not a great defensive team, and they played a fairly fast tempo. So I think that this is a good option to get some, some of these lower-priced Duke guys in there, like Derek Lively, like um, Jacob Grandison that I mentioned earlier, and those lower-priced Duke guys can have a good game tonight. Now, in terms of lineup building, you can probably pick up on these vibes just by how I've described some of these guys, but I think that it's definitely a night where I think you can get some low-priced guards into your lineup. I don't think there's as many options at the forward spot as there is the guard spot, so I'm going to be filling my guard spots with some value plays and then looking to spend up and going and grabbing one of the high-priced guards and one of the high-priced forwards and then building it off of that and seeing what I've got from there. All right, so that does it for tonight. Um, I will be posting my full DFS picks on Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike's Money Picks. So head on over to there if you want to see those. Um, make sure you also follow me on Twitter, guys, at Mike's Money Picks. I'd be more than happy to answer any lineup questions, any start sit questions as well. And make sure you stay tuned to the podcast feed. We've got episodes coming your way tomorrow and later on during the week. All right. Best of luck tonight, guys. Hope all your DFS contests go well. Um, thank you guys for listening, and I will see you all next time.